Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for April 28th is another collection of Psalms. Psalm 81, 88, 92, and 93. You know, the Psalms are poems, they're songs, they're a lot of times proclamations of God's power and his might, his goodness, his faithfulness, his kindness, his forgiveness. Sometimes they mention the depravity, the sinfulness of mankind. Sometimes it's just a, the artist, the psalmist exclaiming and proclaiming how much they love God. They're written by all different people. Sometimes I think God puts them here to teach us how to pray. Sometimes we can read along with the psalmist and almost be embarrassed. Like I, I don't know that I would be bold enough to say to the God of the universe, the creator of all things, like, it's not fair. What are you doing, sleeping? <laughs> Wake up. Can't you see that I need your help? I just, I maybe I don't have enough faith to talk to God that way. I mean, the greatest men who ever walked the universe called God friend. And God spoke of them as God's friends. Abraham, for instance, Moses. And maybe friends are peers in some regards. I mean, clearly we could never be peers with the majesty, the creator, the, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies. Like we're not peers, but there are some aspects of that really deep faith relationship where we're like peers. Like friends don't just go over to a friend's house and continually bow down like, worshiping the entire time. Like friends have conversations. So I think as long as we're being holy and reverent, perhaps God wants to take us deeper. Maybe he put some of these Psalms here to get us to think. Because when somebody is crying out to God, who clearly has a good understanding of God, I mean, God put their songs in the Bible for us to read and review and memorize and study. So maybe they're just there in part to show us how exasperated that person felt when they really needed God to come through and it didn't feel like God was paying attention. Of course, they knew and we know God is always paying attention. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows all things. 
He's all powerful. And this is why the psalmist, perhaps, in part, in Psalm 81, says, Sing for joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Lift up a song. Later, God takes over. It's being written from God's perspective. I served you in all these ways. I took care of you. I did all of these things like a good parent, like a husband providing for his family. And yet, you guys just want to go off and have other husbands. You want to have other families. God says that's not okay in Psalm 81. He says, I am Yahweh, your God. I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth and I will fill it. I would feed Israel with the best wheat. I would satisfy you with honey. And the people continue cheating on him. Is that fair? No, of course not. If your spouse came home from work and was like, yeah, tomorrow night, not coming home. I'm going to go to my, my other husband's house. What? No, that's not okay. Right? We know that's not okay. Psalm 88. Yahweh, God of my salvation, I cry out before you day and night. May my prayer reach your presence. Listen to my cry. Notice he doesn't say please. Verse 9. My eyes are worn out from crying. Yahweh, I cry out to you all day long. I spread out my hands to you. Verse 12, but I call to you for help, Yahweh. In the morning, my prayer meets you. Why do you reject me? Why do you hide your face from me? You have distanced love. Excuse me. You have distanced loved one and neighbor from me. Darkness is my only friend. Is one translation. Could also be translated you have distanced from me all my friends. Oh, darkness. Can you feel the desperation? People who wrote these books were just like you and me. Emotional. Needy at times. Psalm 92, it is good to give thanks to Yahweh to sing praises to your name, most high, to declare your faithful love in the morning. Something great about giving God the first part of our morning. I used to say, man, it's so hard. I've got kids. I get to bed so late. Finally, after putting it off for years, set my alarm clock for five o'clock every morning. Took just a couple weeks to become really, really, really tired at night. And now going to bed at nine is not such a bad thing. 
Funny how that works. Just took some discipline. Had to be committed to the process. And now I get up. And the house is quiet. And I get to spend time with God before anybody else gets up. And it's quite wonderful. And he's blessing me because of it. Just a little tidbit to share. Love to declare his faithful love in the morning. You have made me rejoice, Yahweh. By what you have done, I will shout for joy. How magnificent are your works, Yahweh. How profound your thoughts. In this day and age, when we're getting pinged by text messages and emails and Facebook notifications and Instagram and Twitter and all of those different things, ping, 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 all day long, wake up with our phones, we go to bed with our phones, most of us. Have you ever noticed you don't really hear God's voice all that much? But if you consistently get up in the morning while the house is quiet, spend time in the word with your phone in sleep mode or do not disturb or turned off or in another room or something, you just might start hearing God's voice again or at least much more clearly. He's faithful like that. Sometimes he just wants us to take a step towards him like a prodigal son returning home. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.